Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper, and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling, along with many others, that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets. It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on the ledge of Web3. My name's Chris Harper, and this is another episode of The Ledge. This week, I'll be talking to Gary Cartledge, who is a UK-based NFT uh, digital artist. Gary, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, dude. Uh, cheers for having me. Um, pleasure to be here. It's uh, world-wide, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, tell me your name, your age, where you're from, and where do you live? Yes, yeah, so my name is Gary Cartledge. I originated from Birmingham, black country. Um, that's the accent. <laughs> right um, yeah, like I grew up around Birmingham, Walsall, Wolverhampton area, West Midlands, uh, just doing street art, graphic design. Did you do graffiti? Yeah, just like not so much tagging. I was just kind of solely in um, stencil work. Like I just loved yeah. doing stencil art wherever i could you know what i mean yeah right on man yeah. and uh now i live in um the isle of man a small little island off the <laughs> off the coast of england no way dude you live in the isle of Man. i did not know that so you're where they have the tt there right yeah it's wild i haven't even caught it i've only been here just over a year and i haven't watched it yet but i'm gonna this year for sure all right we're gonna be friends and i'm coming there and i'm gonna sleep on your floor okay oh you can for sure dude <laughs> that's what's up man it's yeah. apparently wild I, i've i've never caught it but yeah it's been a dream of mine for my whole life to go to that man but i understand like you know because the island's so small it's hard to get like any accommodations because so many people are there like people are like camping out you know oh dude you can stay with us no problem <laughs> i don't need much man i just need a corner on the floor <laughs> same <hold> the toilet <laughs> Same. I'm just living in an apartment at the moment. Um, it's quite small, but it's 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 quite nice. It's just next to the water, like, but it's it's nice. Nice. Um, but I've got a sofa bed, so there you go. <laughs> right on. How how old are you, Gary? I'm 34. 34. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Are you married? You have kids? No, we're we're, we're planning on having kids in the next couple of years. But um, I've got a girlfriend. You know, we've been together forever. Um, so probably planning on marriage and kids very soon to be fair. Right on, man. Yeah, man. I just got married recently myself, man. So that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Have you got kids or I do. I have uh I have kids from a like a previous marriage and I you know, they're getting older. One of them's in college and one of them's in high school. But yeah, yeah. Oh nice, nice. No Any more, advice? No more small kids for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any advice for him? <laughs> uh, I don't want to say don't do it, but don't do it. <laughs> I got a daughter in college, man. And I'll just tell you, like, you know, love my kids. They're great kids, but man, they cost you. <laughs> in England, it's different. They let you go. The kids go to college for kind of like on the state, the state pays for it, but you have to pay them back. <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get there one way or another always. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, what was your education in Birmingham like? Did you what what kind of schooling did you have? And well, I kind of art was the only thing that I was ever good at as a kid, and I just kind of flunked it in the end um, because yeah. I kind of just didn't like the school system. I thought I felt like it was so rigid, and um, I kind of left school. And I fell in love with film, so I wanted to be like edit film and stuff, and that just kind of fell through. I studied media. Um, I got my kind of what they call like B-Techs just before a degree. And then uh, I just ended up working a huge line of horrendous jobs for the next seven or eight years. Yeah, like what would you do? Just a mixture of everything, just like uh, just warehouse work and, and just a lot of um, low-end manual labor jobs that were just – terrible for health and, and, and long hours. But then eventually I went on to kind of building sites and I was going to become an electrician. And wow. that was when the graphic design, um, that was when the um, graffiti, like graphing came in. I was doing it like after work, I would put cans in my um, bag yeah, and put it in my locker at work. Like, and then um, in Birmingham town center, I'd just go around on my own after work, just, just doing stencils. Oh, that's awesome, man. Let me ask you this. You you said you're in your 30s, so I guess you grew up. You probably always were around computers. Did you grow up with computers? Yeah, I think um, – I'm trying to think of my – yeah, I think it was window, like a Windows 95 or 98. Like I was, ever since I was a kid, I think I remember I, I loved computers. You know, the old AOL dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The classic. Um that was that, yeah. But as an adult, I think I just kind of like lived on computers, just because I didn't really have much place in the world as I became. The older I got, the more I kind of fell out of love with a lot of social conventions and just became quite an isolated person. Yeah, yeah. More and more of us are starting to live like our whole lives in the digital realm, especially people starting from, I guess, starting probably around your generation and forward. Like, I mean, my, even my, like my own kids, my son, you know, like he's on the computer all the time, you know? Yeah. It seemed healthy when I was a kid because it was just kind of like, you know, you play a bit of PlayStation, you go on kind of what was MSN messenger for a bit, meet your friend and then go out and meet your friends. But now it just kind of seems like it consumes your workspace, your, you know, just everything yeah definitely did you have any art education did you like take any art classes or anything like that when you were in school um well i much later when i was probably 28 Uh 27 i went back to university to do um what was called uh visual communications which is basically graphic design and just illustration so um that's pretty much where i get a lot of my work to be quite symbolic and, and uh, the graphic design skills really kind of came in there, I guess. And, and outside of stenciling, do you have any like traditional art background at all, like painting or anything like, like traditional painting? Uh, not really. I kind of went through a small phase of it, but um, my sister was kind of like quite, quite in love with art. She worked at a gallery. Um, so she was always like around fine art and, um, I kind of would just read her books and, and, but for the most part, it felt like a world that I would never get into, you know, just cause it was so, um, you know, if you think of like the nineties and there was no kind of online route to anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just nothing. So it was like you either knew people or you didn't. And and for me, it was just kind of like a love that would just never be mine, you know? So all this is just amazing. <laughs> what you mean? Like the, the whole new world of NFT crypto art? Yeah. Even something as simple as like when eBay came in, you know? And Etsy, even that world, it was like, oh, wow, I can actually have some form of entry of reaching other people with my art now, other than stencils, you know, but that was all, like, illegal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know, like, yeah. just running around hiding and, and leaving the cheeky little thing so I could leave a message to someone by the train station or something. <laughs> when, when did you start making money as an artist? What's, do you remember, like, what, what the first things you were, you did? Oh, it was or, NFTs. NFTs, NFTs. Before, yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't make any money as an artist until NFTs emerged. I think I sold one painting on eBay for like wow. $10 and then that was it. Like oh. I never made a penny. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, man. I mean, I've had this conversation with so many artists on this show, you know, it's like the, the term starving artist doesn't really need to exist anymore, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. It'll change your mentality. We'll, we'll, we'll become quite spoiled, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say so. Yeah, man. Especially when uh, the bull market was running and everything. You know, anything anybody put out was selling. You know, was yeah. like any NFTs anybody made just seemed like it was flying off the shelf. Yeah, that was that was crazy. It was. It's weird. I remember that kind of period, and it was it was just living at the desk. It was like right. eighteen hours a day, you know, because it was yeah, it was addictive. It was just this like yeah, it was just addictive. Cause yeah, it's one it's I one think- thing when you know, like just being wanted is is addictive alone. Like when someone wants your artwork, you know, let alone selling. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm not an artist, but I, I can I can totally um, I can totally identify with that, and I totally believe that that's true. I mean, if you're producing art and people are just like buying it up like crazy, that's got to yeah. that's got to be quite a rush. And the collecting as well, even from a collector standpoint, it's, you know. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a hard question. I ask everybody. Uh, this is got to you're going to have to think back in your life, way way back. What do you, <laughs> okay. What What's the first thing in your life you created that you would call art? that you can remember God, that's a hard one <laughs> yeah i don't know uh oh god that's that is such a tough question because it always seemed like for as long as i can remember i always did something that was just quirky that could be considered art something as simple as just you know putting a mcdonald's milkshake in in a statue's hand that shouldn't be there or something oh right on (laughs) i I can't think of anything i I honestly cannot oh actually i've got one um when i was doing my gcses at school Mm -hmm. which is kind of like you know you're leaving school you get your grades um the art the art graduation program was three days and on the second day at the end of the second day i hated the artwork that i produced so i stood up and ripped it up and I remember just because it was quiet, it was an exam. I just ripped it up and then went and got some more card to try something else. And everyone was just staring at me like I was crazy. And then the lecturer said to me, um, you do realize it's the end of day two. You're not going to have any more time to create anything. And I just looked at him and I said, bro, I really didn't like the artwork. <laughs> and I, I ended up flunking art because of that. And um, I remember looking back now and thinking, Wow, that's probably the best art thing, <laughs> art statement I ever made. 
that's like performance art as a child. Yeah, in the in the classroom, rebelling against that structure was, yeah, just tearing it up. That was the best art piece I'd done. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. What? So so fast forward. What was the first digital art that you created? You, what was the first thing you did as digital art? Well, um, when I studied, when I left school for media and communications, because I wanted to just edit films and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, we got introduced to the Adobe Creative Suite and I was just addicted to just kind of mashing like, I mean, I didn't even know it was digital art back then. I was probably thinking around 2008 or something, 2009. Uh-huh. And I was just mixing together these kind of crazy images that were just designed to be kind of film covers and no one would ever see them. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know where they are now kind of thing. Um, right. So that, that was really 2008, 2009 was probably my introduction to digital art for sure. What uh, what got you into like the NFT world? Well, how did you get from, from there to here? I, I think I found NFTs completely by accident, actually. I was, I was exploring the free wallet marketplace. And um, I stumbled on Known Origin on there. And I was just baffled with the concept of kind of making images original, you know, unique, each individual kind of. And, um, yeah, I was just just fascinated with it. I I remember I was just looking for a way to kind of make use of graphic design skills because I was um, completely jobless, in debt. I had like a serious back injury, just lying in bed with a laptop on my chest. And I just kind of had like, you know, I was just sinking into a depression at that time. Yeah. So like to stumble on that and have something to do was, was, was so exciting to me because it, it was such a wild kind of concept. Yeah. What's the first thing you minted? I think it was, I think it was called um, Bite of ETH. And it was just a woman kind of biting a lollipop that was, um, and the head of the lollipop was like a Ethereum logo. <laughs> I remember it now. It was it was very different to what I create now as well. Do you know Do you know where that piece exists now? Yeah, it's on um, Known Origin. The first oh. ever piece I ever made was on Known Origin. Yeah. Do you? Do you and know? I sold it for like I sold like one edition, two editions, I think, for three dollars each, and I was like so happy that someone wanted my work. <laughs> right on, man. Do you, do it, how many editions? Is, how many editions is it? I think it was two or three. I I mean, I I wasn't, I was really just like testing the waters because it was a telegram group with like 15, 20 people in max. Yeah. You know, there was no real audience. (laughs) So that's like your Genesis piece. Do you know who's, who owns it now? Or do you, do you have any of those copies to yourself or do you? I don't have any of them. Um, Yeah. I know. I know. I, I'm pretty sure none of them are for sale because they got swept up by people from back then. Yeah. And they just won't sell them now because of being 2019, 2019, 2018 pieces. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, some of like the earliest stuff, man, especially 2019, man. That's like, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty old work for NFTs, honestly. Yeah. It was crazy like that. I mean, that group that I was, we was in the telegram group was, like I said, 20 people and X copy was in there, you know? Like no just, way. Yeah. yeah. Just, just to X copy was, he was very, obviously he was never really talking. He was just doing his own thing, but yeah, I mean, he was selling like, uh, 
editions for like ten, fifteen dollars a piece or something. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I know. <laughs> just just working away. Just he'd come in. Everyone would buy them straight away. Even back then, do you ha- did you happen to do you did you get lucky or fortunate enough to mint any of those or get any of those pieces for yourself? Someone gave me one for free, and I I sold it for like three hundred bucks. <laughs> Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. I think I think someone gave me one in late 2019 and like early 2020. I was just broke and I just needed the money. Oh man! And I knew even back then I was like, I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> yeah, you regret that, I'm sure. <laughs> that those pieces are worth thousands, tens of thousands. I don't even know what they're worth, man. They're like they're, some of them are worth a lot of money. It's kind yeah, of. Totally- I don't know what it's called. You know the green one? It's like glitchy, really glitchy. It's like skull kind of hiding in the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got so many freaking cool pieces, man. Yeah. <laughs> you said, and you, did you, you said you were a collector? Did you start collecting back then? Do you have anything in your collection from that era now? Uh, I think I've got a couple of Robnesses, Matiasi. Um, I think I've got like him yeah Matteo was on the show he's a really great guy man i uh I oh, like, yeah he's a, he's, awesome. he's amazing he i don't think i'd be here now if he hadn't helped me out in kind of 2020 era like he he borrowed me some eth i think he wow. gave me he, he's the one who gave me the x copy what yeah like obviously you'll probably you'll probably hear this like yeah i really appreciate that like I was so humbled even at the time just that someone would give something away like that. Cause I'd yeah. never experienced that in my life kind of thing. Yeah. He's a great guy, man. He's uh, he was, I was a big fan of his work, man. And he was kind enough to come on here and give me an interview, man, a while back. And uh, yeah, I've been following him for a while. Yeah. That's really cool, man. It's nice to, that's one nice thing about this, uh, this NFT community that you will hear as a running theme, man, is that, People here are very friendly. People here are always willing to help each other out. It's not really, um, you know, it's not an environment where you feel like excluded. It's an environment where you feel like really welcomed. What What do you? How's How's your experience been with that? It's It's strange for me because it's it's been. I like. I feel both. You know, um, yeah. I've kind of like been helped by so many people. Even now, like to be in the space for five years, people even now are constantly helping me with small things. You know, if I'm kind of struggling with just personal doubt about, you know, artworks or just general advice on how to pr- promote something, even now, cause some of the people that came in are so good at marketing. It feels a little bit like the space is being captured by um, people that are very good at digital marketing and also, um, mass collusion of, of sock puppet accounts and bots like yeah, yeah. you know yeah. But, but but i mean it's just their hustle it's just the way that they're going to do it to to gain some leverage you know it's just free market in the end but but yeah like all in all the most important thing is the people helping each other is is staggering you know yeah, I mean that's what I, you know, you're you're a hundred percent right, man. And there is a whole like element to this Web three space where it's just like the JPEG flippers and guys that are just here, you know, flipping for cash or like scammers or the bots or all that stuff. You know, there's like 
there's a ton of that in this space. But at the root of it all, man, it always seems like the artists and the, the, the artists and the real collectors kind of stick together. And there's a pretty good community in that right there, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's some of the collectors that I've met are just <clears throat> amazing people, you know, and, and, um, token angels for me has been amazing. Um, OMS as well, like just endless. There's, it, it, it staggers me how I like meet new people every kind of week sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, you're just like, wow, I, how did I miss you? <laughs> like all these years, <laughs> you're, you're this amazing person just helping people out and we've only just crossed paths. It's nuts. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a big reason why I started this podcast, man, was because I was collecting digital art and I wanted to find a way to connect to artists. And then I thought for myself, like, you know, if I want to know all this about these artists, I bet there's other people that want to know it too, you know, like, um, you know, it's just like learning more about like who you are, where you're from, what, how did you get here and what are you doing, you know? I think there's a lot of power in the in the backstory, isn't there? That that gets the you know the origin story. I think that it gets lost with artists just because we're hidden behind computers or quite isolated characters. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know so anything about a person and you just see their online personality and you never have a conversation with them, you form your own narrative, you know, about them. You know, yeah. The, the cool thing is when I get one of you guys on this show and I talk to you for an hour, my narrative in my head changes and i look at you in a whole different view <laughs> you know like <laughs> see like it's crazy yeah i've, yeah, I've met yeah, people yeah. like that i've kind of zoomed with them and then suddenly gone oh wow you are like the opposite of what i thought you were but exactly cool. <laughs> yeah man do you have anybody who like mentors you or has mentored you in this space i, th I think um token angels he's helped me out here and there um ums um Eric Rhodes, he's quite, you know, he, he's helped me out here and there. Uh, honestly, there's so many people, like, that just in small moments. Robness has been there since day one. And I think he's been quite a quite a beacon for um, how to kind of constantly push the envelope. So, yeah, I would say definitely Robness, Matthias C. Um, David from KO, he's, he's really cool as well. Like, yeah endless amounts of people i really couldn't name them all does yeah, that no, yeah i don't mean to put you on the spot man and that's you know it's always nice to shout out to the people that are supporting you what, are, what do you do any collaborations with anybody or are you solely solo yeah it's weird i haven't done many collaborations but like always wanted to do more yeah i think i did one with um i can't remember his last name adam um ad adad okay he does a lot of paintings and um like all my work's pretty much digital right now or yeah. 95, 98 of it at least. Like, um, and we did a collaboration. That was great. Um, I can't think of who else I've done collaborations with, to be honest. It's been that long. Oh, and burst. I don't know if you know burst. Um, uh, I'm not sure, but I'll check them out for sure, man. Your art, your art definitely has a, like a vibe to it, man. I, I, a, I will, I will say I'm a, I'm a really big fan of your art, man. I really like it. It's uh Oh really? Oh yeah. Shit, it, really? Yeah. No, really man. I, yeah. It's really cool. It's you know, I feel like when I look at your art that you're trying to say something, I don't know if it's like political or like socio-political or whatever, you know, or just like culturally reference, you know, cultural issues or whatever it is. What do you think? Like, what are you trying to say through your art? Do you have 
like anything. Yeah, I have. Diff- I definitely have different days. Like, yeah. like, like today, I might just think to myself, I just want to make something that's funny and just contradicts the current affairs of commercialism. You know, like yeah. today, I just want to mock like what Coke Coca Cola does, <laughs> and then to, and then tomorrow, I'll just be like, no, I just want to make a room. A, a liminal space that's just on about depression. I just want to be someone sinking at the bottom of the ocean in quicksand, you know, like it just really depends on where I'm emotionally and mentally at on that day. And maybe the news I've been subjected to, I guess as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see, and I also see like the stencil art, like vibes going on in your, in your work as well. Like, is it like, do you, were you inspired by like Banksy or any of those like stencil artists, like those OG stencil artists? Oh yeah, for sure. Like Banksy's influence on, on kind of the UK is just out of this world. Um, yeah. For, for I me, feel, it was, I feel like Banksy vibes when I see your work to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's, it's just like, he's for me. I mean, I don't mind Damien Hurst's work, but I just think like someone like Banks, he's just had his impact and, and just even the simplest little things that he's said here and there just resonated so much with me. And um, yeah, he's, for me, he was just the, a, a fantastic bridge throughout the nineties. So yeah. Yeah. Right on. I uh, tell me about your, your latest project that you just dropped. It's called the janitor's closet. <laughs> yeah it, it, from the outside it probably looks kind of a bit hit and miss quite like kind of quirky but um i was actually trying to think of the, of the dates but like in 2022 i actually had, had to um quit making nfts and go to work and i, I got a job as a janitor <laughs> right on um so yeah once i got that job i was just kind of i was fortunate to sell a few pieces um uh, to Tolkien Angels, I think it was at the time. Nice. And he had, he bought me some time to um, give up the job and, and just come back, you know? Yeah. And um, once I came back, I just kind of, it felt like it was almost like the joke, you know, like Gary went off to be a janitor and everyone was like in little telegram groups and stuff were just joking around about it. And no one believed me that to get this job as a janitor. <laughs> um, but I just need to do it just to get by. And I, I was actually fine with doing it it was just time consuming you know yeah so that was the thing and also i kind of felt like um when i was looking for a job i I was unsure whether to set the janitor job or um go for like a junior graphic design job and i just thought to myself wow isn't crypto so much like a, a janitor thing you know like just cleaning the floor in a bank or something like isn't there something beautifully symbolic about a janitor in, in within the crypto industry? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I see it. I can feel, I feel that man. That's uh yeah, that's real. <laughs> the, the, it's like, we're all these Deegan artists, you know, it's like who, who holds the most power in the lowest position at a company <laughs> that holds, holds the keys, you know? Yeah. So you made this collection, the janitor's closet. What, uh, yeah. what's your, you know, what's your plan with that? By the way, I minted a piece myself, man, which I'm very happy to have, have a piece. Uh, oh, cheers, dude. Yeah. Which, which, what was it like? Which one did you get? Uh, I went, I actually, you know, I went through, um, I went through and looked pretty closely at all of them that were available when I'm, when I, um, bought mine 
and uh, I'll tell you the one that I got so you know exactly is number 548 and it's got like a picture frame on its head and it's oh, yeah. other than myself and it's just a janitor wearing like a janitor uniform cleaning a window or something you know I liked the I liked the saying in there it's other than myself yeah it's 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 very um you know the crypto vibes i personally really liked those frame ones the the ones that are just um kind of rubbing on a frame that isn't there you know it looks like he's sponging down nothing yeah that's exactly right yeah 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 Yeah, it's it's just that you know other than myself um i think that i personally kind of want to remind myself all the time that that's the most powerful play in this nft thing yeah yeah what what inspired i mean you know like how did you create all of that how did you come up with that collection i mean it's a pretty big collection 669 pieces did you do hand hand do each one or were they like generated by some kind of random you know art generator or how did that work yeah i um see i i didn't have much time i i i was kind of like in a real kind of strut with like a real problems with money like from last year's tax office affairs <laughs> yeah. and um i kind of like had two weeks to pay this bill yeah it was about it was about nine thousand ten thousand dollar bill and um so i was like wow i've got two weeks to release this and it is i just don't really have the time to put in so i was like well i've got to create i've got to be very efficient about this and i was like bro i want to because i don't know if a lot of people didn't know if they look back at my tweets i was kind of um, playing on this janitor collection for quite a while, probably like three or four months. Oh, wow. And I, I just kind of never really got to it. I just kind of parred it off because I was thinking, I don't want, I want to do it right. Yeah. And um, I took a load of pictures of myself. That's my body. And um, just all these different poses, put them into the computer, edit, edited all the background out, just kind of um, like took pictures of, random elements grabbed random elements online and then all uh, all the paint stuff and analytical lines are just drawn and um i didn't generate them that's what's crazy like i manually created 47 a day for two weeks oh my god (laughs) wow so i was just kind of like 14 15 hours a day easy of just going through you know, I, I can't remember how lazy, how many lazy the word, but all those analytical lines, I had to c- just keep merging the layers together because there was just too much to kind of go through. <laughs> oh, man, that's unbelievable that you did all that by hand. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive, man. Do you have, uh, do you have a plan for your holders of, of this or? Yeah. So I said to myself, um, for like the past year, I wanted to get a physical space where I can focus on physical art, you know, because um, I loved creating. Di- I love creating digital art, but it's just it just feels like it's missing something, you know. I want to make physicals as well, mm. and yeah, I just really want to get a space because I don't have a space, you know. Like I said, I, I live in this kind of two bed apartment with my girlfriend, and yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to make space to justify you know hundreds of canvases because my output can be quite a lot like yeah like i could i could probably produce you know like i don't know just because it's stencil based you know you can produce a lot more work as well 
yeah. But, but yeah, I, I wanted to get this um, warehouse space. And um, from there, I just wanted to create physicals. And I thought to myself, well, if, if people are going to believe in me and back me, I'm going to make these physicals only available to the people that hold these janitors. And that way it upholds the janitor's value, you know? Like if I put out a painting that someone really likes, they're going to have to show the commitment to get the janitor, you know? Yeah. And I think that's just a, a, a fair trade-off that people that support you, you support them, and I'll just give them yeah. maybe some fun merch. I mean, I'm not really a fan of merch, but if I can come up with some cool T-shirts, I'll just give them T-shirts. Oh, these would make cool, cool logos on T-shirts, man. I mean, these, I mean, it's really, you know, it's eye-catching art, you know? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, also, thought, I also thought about, like, um, once the warehouse is set up, I'm just going to like leave a Twitch stream on like all the time. I don't know if you know um, a graphic designer, Stefan Sagmeister. Mm, I'm not familiar, but he, he his website in like the early 2000s, he had a, a webcam in the corner of the the studio in, in um, New York. Yeah, yeah. The graphic design studio. And he just left, left it running 24 seven, whether there's people in the office or not. So you could just <laughs> watch the offices, you know? Wait, did you write a thread on Twitter about this? Cause this, yeah, I read your thread that you wrote about this on Twitter. I knew this was sounding familiar to me. And that, that was imprinted on my head for so long because there was no streaming channels. There was, you know, he just made this, his website and was like, yeah. I'm going to let people see all, you know, I'm going to let, people see the boardroom meetings <laughs> and I was the, good, like, the bad and so... the ugly <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like i just want this place where i can make physical art and i'm happy to, for people to look in on that all the time you know i'm just blasting cyberpunk music and yeah spray painting so this is how i became aware of you and who you are uh so not you know back in you know the end of last year the the art the artist known as laz cow came um, you know onto the scene and started dropping all these like <laughs> oh yeah are you familiar yeah 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 so there so i'm in like this group you know so i started collecting some of that stuff and uh i'm in this twitter group of people there's probably like 25 of us in there or something there's a bunch of us in there um yeah. you know, and all of us are speculating trying to figure out who Lascow is <laughs> and you were yeah. one of our prime suspects <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I, if I could market that good, I I'd, I'd, I would not be struggling. <laughs> All right. So you're denying that you're Lascaux. So you're not Lascaux. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, right. <laughs> if, if, if he or she wants like me to take the heat, then that's fine because. Yeah. I mean, they've like mopped it up in the crypto world, man. I mean, it's made, you know, a ton of ETH it looks like, you know. Oh, I meant like um, because I'll take the heat for them because. They um they gave me a piece that was worth like three ETH, oh, and and that kind of helped me along with my payments along the way because three ETH is a lot of money, you know, just to donate a piece like that to someone. Oh no way! I can't remember. It was remember the early spray cans. I can't you remember. Got one before. of those. Yeah, I had to sell it because I was I was struggling with my payments back then. <laughs> oh, you know what? So that so that reminds me of why I think you got like suspected because you know everything on chain, you know, like people can see. And like, you know, people started speculating, like, why is this guy getting one of these? And why, you know, like, why, you know? <laughs> but yeah, for that reason, I've got my suspect. Like, I, 
I could probably narrow it down to like five people for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, well, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> well, hopefully we'll figure it out one day. It sounds like, you know, maybe one of these days we'll, we'll know who it is. I'd love to know. <laughs> and my group that I'm in really is interested in knowing, man, these guys are like detectives. They're like online detectives. <laughs> They're, like... <laughs> They're never going to find out. <laughs> probably. How do you uh, how do you market yourself? Is it just Twitter? Do you have any other social media? Like, wh- what's your you know what's your method of reaching your collector base and getting your art out into the world? Honestly, it was just solely through Twitter up until the kind of past eight months, a year. Yeah, just because everything just kind of flowed through Twitter, didn't it? Until the algorithm changed. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Twitter is kind of like the base of people that are collecting NFTs. Like it's, I, I don't know, man, like, you know, I've had some other guests who were like pretty anti Instagram. Do you do Instagram? Yeah, I do use it, but uh, it's just, I don't know. Every time I upload on there, it feels like it's, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like I'm just admin <laughs> for my own business kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I just want to be making the art and, and for me, shilling artwork it just really doesn't feel right and kind of gathering people into groups that want to collect my work i still don't feel right like people ask me can you dm me when you drop a piece and i just think i don't know there's just something about my character i just don't feel right sending people like here you go buy it (laughs) kind of thing yeah gary i've had like 25 artists on this show Every single artist I've had on this show has said pretty much exactly what you just said. Nobody likes shilling. No, nobody wants to be like shilling to people to buy their art. None of, I yeah. don't think anybody feels good about that. Yeah, it's 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 just part of the. It's just necessary, unfortunately. Well, I was going to say the the flip side of it is is though you know if you're going to be successful and try to make a living as an artist and be successful as an artist. Uh, you know, make enough money to be a full-time artist, you almost have to, right? Like you got to have like yeah. marketing, you know, and letting your collectors know. I mean, as a collector myself, I'm I'm always happy to hear from artists that I, I follow, you know? Um, I don't want to be like pressured and I don't like, like, just like, you know, weird, like pressury type, uh, you know, like shill, yeah. but 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 you know an email or a DM or something let me let me know like this thing or that thing's been released I, I don't mind it at all actually yeah I think yeah it's the same with me I I like collecting pieces I, I love it when people let me know but I noticed some people are very on that line of like like uh there can be too much you know just from one person I like I've had people email me. 10 times in three days and i'm just like that's just too much i just can't you know i can't be buying up and just you know yeah right <laughs> yeah, I mean, ten yeah. Times in three days it's a lot but that's yeah. a lot that's a lot oh what do you um tell me about what your tools are to create like how you know what do you use you got what kind of computer uh, what programs do you use that kind of thing what what are your tools um in creating art I, I used to use just a really old danky laptop like for years, but um, NFTs like enabled me to upgrade to a tower. It's got like a good graphics card in it now. The GTX 
uh, it's a 3080 or a 3090, I can't remember. Yeah. But that will supply me with pretty much everything that I kind of need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I use mostly Photoshop. Sometimes I'll dabble with other things. I couldn't really get into 3D art, you know, it, it like Blender and, and 4D Max, 3D Max or whatever. Like, I, I just couldn't get into it. Um, Did you try Blender? I tried Blender. It was, it was, it, it wasn't that it was hard. It was just kind of, it felt remedial, like the task that, like, there was just no real input from me. And I think it was probably because I didn't allow myself to get far enough into it. I, I'm no artist by any means, so don't take this, you know, with any take this with a grain of salt, I should say. But I, I did, I downloaded Blender and was playing around with it for like a couple of months, trying to teach myself how to do stuff in there. It, yeah. To me, I mean, you said it's not hard. You're probably more computer savvy than me. To me, it was really complicated. I, I was just like always, you know, I was always feeling a bit lost in there. And I was, you know, yeah. like, do you know, and then you got to watch YouTube videos and then go back, you know, <laughs> it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was kind of mentally exhausting to me and I kind of gave up, I guess. <clears throat> but yeah, it's cool that you like just tried and, and, you know, if you enjoyed some of it, that's the most important thing. I mean, you probably find like a few years down the line, you just master it like <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I mean, it, that's all I do. Just, just. YouTube videos, you pick up things, trial and error as well. I, I think I'm more along the lines of what you're doing, man, is I'm, I'm enjoying uh, the, the little bit of stuff that I'm playing around with. I like playing around with in Photoshop. It just is a little more user-friendly and I kind of understand it better. And I don't yeah. know, a ton of artists you, I talk to use do Photoshop. Do you draw, draw in there and stuff? Or, or I don't really draw, there? man. I'm more like, uh, I like playing around with like photos and like, pick picking pieces elements of photos out of them and you know cotton and paint you know oh nice yeah, yeah I, I love doing that stuff as well I, I really do i think it's so much more enjoyable yeah you know and now man our phones are getting i don't know if you have an iphone or not but like a modern iphone like the yeah yeah the latest generation iphones in photo in um in iphones now you can like copy and paste elements out of photos into you know into like a document like like into, yeah. word, into photoshop or word or a note or anything which is really cool man I, I think that's that stuff can be kind of like scary and creepy as well like I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I really do like like how hang on a sec like that protocol like the second you've copied that that's gone somewhere on a server like <laughs> you know and it picks up text as well doesn't it even if you take a picture of like you know a menu or something Yes, yeah, you can like copy and paste the text of a photo. Like you can take a photo of a menu, copy and paste the the text out of the photo into a Word document. That is terrifying to me. <laughs> and then you apply that to like the 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 next generation of stuff, which is all this AI, which is getting. You know, what do you think? Have you played around with any AI at all? I um, I, I've got mid. Yeah, I played around with Mid Journey. Me too. Um, yeah. And Dali, and there's a phone app one. I can't remember what that one's called, but yeah, like I've dabbled with all of them. I, I think, you know, I quite, I say embrace it. Just, just don't rely on it. You know, that's the my, only, that's my kid. My kid was like the first. He kind of showed me like the the that Chat GPT, which is like the the one that'll answer any question. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in high school. My kid's in high school. Okay, and his teacher gives him an assignment to like um to to watch this video and then fill out this questionnaire 
And so my kid somehow figured out how to like get the RSS feed for the video, copy the, copy the text into a word document. He drops it into chat GBT. Then he, <laughs> then he copies the questions from the, from the questionnaire into chat GPT and chat GPT uses the, the, the text to answer all the questions for him and spits oh, all wow. the answers. It's how, a, how old is he? How old is he? He's 16, man. And I mean, you know, oh, man. yeah, like, I mean, I, I, when he did that, it dawned on me like, this is every, this is what the world's coming to, man. Like everybody's going to be do, working out of that, you know? I mean, I, I think it's good for the world, personally. I think, yeah, it'll, 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 you know, I, I always thought when I was a kid, I mean, especially for me, when I was doing all these horrible job, like night shift jobs in minus two cold, carrying boxes around, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I just need to automate this so I can do something else more useful in the world. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, AI art and artists? How do you... um how do you see that playing out or for yourself? Do you feel like you'll use it or do you have any feeling about how that might affect the art world? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it will increase the value in errors. I think that people can, you know, artists with, with a lot of errors will, will be increased to where the AI can't, replicate those as such if, if that makes sense i think that errors in moments will be captured and be more valuable than ever i think photography might go that way as well you know like a real photograph might be a hundred times more valuable just because you know it's real <laughs> yeah that's true i never thought about it that way but you're i mean you're absolutely right <laughs> do you do you do photography at all are you into photography i was really into photography when i was younger um I just, it was one of the, it's funny, around the same time I was studying media, I was just really into kind of uh, just going around town at night, early mornings, just taking photographs. Um, I loved it, yeah. But I don't know, I, just, I felt like I, I mean, this isn't a correct term, like, but a correct thing to say, but I, th I felt like I just outgrew grew it, you know, it was, yeah. It, it felt like I just needed a bit more than, than, capturing a moment from the camera so yeah i can't draw and i'm not you know and i'm i guess i'm not super computer literate when it comes to photoshop and stuff but i do like i do like photography and i play around with it myself that's my my main medium i guess for creating art personally is it i'd, yeah. I'd love to see some show me some later i i <laughs> I love I love consuming it more than ever now. I it's most of the stuff I have is on my Instagram, man. So if you ever want to follow me on Instagram, you can see what Oh cool. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's funny actually, that's probably where I consume most of photography work, surprisingly. Like there's a not a lot of NFT photographers now that are doing really well and that's fantastic. Yeah. But I, I like most funny enough, most of the um photographers that I follow on Instagram are like from Asia. Just because I get so fascinated by the culture and, you know, I uh, I just got back from Vietnam actually. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I had some really, I had some. There were some pretty good uh, photo opportunities over there, man. Traveling around Vietnam, yeah. Asia's fascinating. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it's 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 just different. I don't know, different light. Yeah, just a different light. What do you, um, what are your thoughts on the royalty debates? You know, like this whole thing in royalties for artists on NFTs and open seas, 
supporting artists or royalties and then suddenly switching gears and now they're not supporting artists royalties do you have a way in on that debate i think i don't know <laughs> i honestly i i've thought about it a lot but at the same time well if you know we we built this kind of idea of free market you know and yeah. anyone can do wherever they want well if you, if you don't like something um attacking it doesn't really make sense if it's a you know if it's a tool attacking a tool doesn't really make sense you know because yeah. the people in charge are just just feel like they're following the logical path that keeps them out of trouble with governments you know um i think artists should just build that build their own products you know yeah. if they if they're not if they don't like it i i, I started using manifold more um i still use OpenSea. yeah but, but the royalties are still there, so you know. Um, should I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know if if it should be a thing. I think a lot of artists would would attack me for that for sure. But um, I come from quite humble background, and and scalping a, a bit of extra money on the side from a sale that's gone on after I've passed it on. You know, I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> try and leverage that edge <laughs> yeah no I, I feel that and i mean that's why i ask everybody that question i mean every, you know you're entitled to your opinion and uh, everybody's got their own viewpoints you know I'm, I'm interested to hear what yours are you know that's why it's always good to hear everybody's side of things <laughs> you yeah, know, I, we don't I, all see things the same way you know like i, I think i think they we you know they should have them i think more importantly with open seas the um kind of letting certain people from certain countries participate is it's a bigger problem than the royalties in my opinion. It's a weird debate. And listen, don't get me wrong here. I 100% support artists and creator royalties, man. I think like, you know, artists should be compensated for what they do. I think that it's very important. NFTs change the game for artists in that realm. Yeah. But at the same time, man, like throughout this whole like debate going on Twitter, there's a lot of like entitlement, too, you know, which is, a little <laughs> yeah, bit like, which is a little bit off putting, you know, like it wasn't yeah. until, you know, just a couple of years ago that this thing even existed. And now everybody feels like they're like, you know, not everybody, but there's some people that just are like, so entitled about it. It's, uh, you know, I can see what they're worried about. I mean, the way yeah. the economy is going that, you know, inflation is inevitable. So it doesn't matter what happens 20 years from now, everything's going to be significantly more. I think that people are worried that this does become major history and 20 years from now, there's a piece that sells for 200 million and I didn't get my 10%, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that, man. I mean, you know, literally, you know, um, you know, what if people's stuff, you know, that sold, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, of course he's going to want his royalties, you know? You're but for me, I'm not, I, me personally, I'm not concerned. I'd rather just, continuously create a way and pass it on <laughs> you know yeah well it's an incentive for artists to continually um you know keep honing their edge and uh, creating art i agree with that Wh who's your favorite artist who's some of your favorite artists who do you um who do you like who do you follow who do you want to collect if you could tricky uh <laughs> i like uh you know norman Harmon. i'm not familiar with norman Harmon. i'll check him out his work's very good. He's he's a painter, painter from Scotland. Okay. Um, really good painter, yeah. 
um his digital works great as well you you should definitely check him out he's really good um yeah i also like uh phonetic void i think he's worked really good right on uh sky gold pay sky gold yeah i've got a couple of sky gold pieces actually in my collection oh yeah, oh, yeah. we did a collaboration together actually you know he was asking earlier about collaborations we i collaborated with sky gold what did you come what what was it called where, where is it I can't even remember what it was called. It was years ago. It was, it had to have been at least two years ago. Um, it it was a Twitter based one. Oh man! It's got like a little blue bird on the top of its head. Uh, huh. It's on a known origin. I'll try and. Yeah, I'll not yeah. I have to see that, man. That's uh, I. I'm a fan of Skygolp, and I, I've collected. I have three pieces. I actually have him in uh, the piece him and Mattia Coutini did together. I have that one. Oh, nice. I like that one. Um, it's called Verba Mement. Yeah. Was that on um, Super Ad? It sounds Super Ad. It was on, um, it was on a different platform. I think it was on Known Origin, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was not on Super Ad. It was like a weird thing. I saw it on Twitter. Um, th- you know, like they just posted like a thread on Twitter or something about it, man. And I went and looked and like it hadn't minted out yet, which I thought was really crazy because Sky Gulp's so popular, you know, his stuff mints out in seconds. Yeah. So I, I just grabbed a piece, man. <laughs> known origin. It's on known origin, actually. That's where that it, the page takes way too long to load. Oh no. To worries. Find yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um where can I find most of your collections? Do you is, is your stuff mainly on open seas? Do you have super rare? Where, where where's the best place to find Gary Cartledge works? Yeah, I think um, if if someone was to go onto my website um, okay. and just click on all all links, you'll find a uh, like I, I've I've used most of them really. Um, I'm on Nifty Gateway. I'm on Super Rare. Gotcha. Yeah. You, I've been you about- had some Nifty Gateway drops then. I, that's where I started collecting. How was your experience with Nifty Gateway? What do you think about that? What surprised me was back in the day, like all the artists were saying, stay away from Nifty Gateway, you know, the, the just the whole corporate business vibe thing. And also it wasn't kind of on chain back then, you know, everything was done kind of centralized, not decentralized. Yeah. Um, but since it's like, I thought I had to, I'll just take a risk, you know, why not? Why not try it? Um, everyone was kind of saying stay away, but like they've held themselves so well, regardless of all the attack, like, you know, the artists attacking and stuff. I'm going back years, like now everyone kind of accepts them and loves using it. So, <laughs> but, um, I mean, honestly, yeah. man, I heard about NFTs because of people and the whole people thing that went down. But the first place that I started collecting was on Nifty Gateway. And I would probably not have gotten into NFTs if it wasn't for Nifty Gateway. They made it really easy and accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I just think, like, they called me up did a zoom chat with me personally one-to-one, you know, just sat there and talked to me for hours. Nice. Um, tried to adhere to anything that I wanted to even try. Like they were open to me. We was going to do one thing where <laughs> I shouldn't really say this. We was, I, I was thinking, I was saying to them, would you, if I was went to a city center and hacked like tons of screens and just projected my artwork on there, could you like make some kind of ticket system on nifty so we could live stream it? <laughs> And they were kind of down for it, you know, like 
they were into it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah, they, wow. they're trying to get like unique ideas and and wherever anyone any kind of mechanics that someone wants. They're yeah, kind of down. There's some of your stuff on here, man. You had some pretty good like vault sales volume on some of this stuff, man. It looks like, you know. Yeah, the the early stuff. I mean, it was 2021, 2022 was was kind of like you know, the volume was really good back then. Yeah, these yeah. these like George Washington looking characters with the change in digital faces and the yeah, that looks oh like- yeah, the cyberpop Rembrandt uh, Mozart and Beethoven. Oh, is that what? They- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still remember them in my head. It's in my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it George Washington. You're calling it Mozart. It looks- oh, man. I've, I've, either I've, one, used, <laughs> I've used I've used George a few times as well. I do like George. <laughs> How do you price your artwork, man? Like, how do you come up with like I'm going to charge this for this? What, what 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 gives your art value, and how do you decide what it's worth? I mean, I don't know. I think for me, I've been one of those artists that always causes themselves a lot of problems, uh-huh. which meant that I kind of always needed to let go of my work for less than what I wanted to. Yeah. And I think that's given me the opportunity to get more collectors than I would have if I'd have priced it at what I valued it. Uh-huh. And I kind of am like looking back, I'm really happy with that, that that played out that way, you know, because the most important thing is to um, reach people, you know, and, and, and get out there as an artist. Sure. So, so I just kind of usually try and, estimate where i sold for last time and then price it a little bit lower sometimes like i i just want people to collect it and and i love being you know reaching new wallets as well yeah love that man that's a yeah it's really nice to hear somebody say that that's that's kind of cool Gary, we're kind of running out of time, man. And I suppose at the top of the hour is there anything that i didn't ask you about yourself your your life your art or your vision of the future for this whole NFT scene that you want to talk about or say? <laughs> Not a clue to be honest. <laughs> it's probably the most, it's probably the most I've probably ever spoken on a podcast. So um, that's like the most people are probably ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, I uh, I feel honored and appreciative to you for, uh, for coming on here and saying so many words. <laughs> uh, no, I just meant it like I, I just you know I I don't know I don't have a lot to say on in person often. So <laughs> I understand, man. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you having having me on because, like, you know, it's it's nice to meet new people, you know, and and get get to know the real people. It is, man. It's great to meet you and uh, get to know more about you. And I, honestly, I you have a lot of fans, man. There's a lot of people in this community that are um, big Gary Cartledge fans and I think would appreciate learning more about you and know more about you. So, um, you know, so props to you for coming on and letting us letting us learn more about you and your life, man. Oh, cheers, dude. It was really, really fun. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for joining me on another episode of The Ledge this week with Gary Cartledge. It was great to hear Gary's uh, life and about his art. You can find a link to Gary's website and his works. I'll put his link tree in the show notes below. And if you want to follow me, I'm at at Harper underscore underscore Chris on Twitter or ChrisHarper.eth on Instagram. 
and like to see everybody out here on the ledge next Tuesday. And I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you. Have a great day.